Hey guys, welcome back to Hug Your People Podcast. This is episode 36. My name is Kevin. Today we're going to talk about the wake of cancer, meaning things that really have gone by the wayside or things that have by nature sacrificed in our lives because of the path we're on and the treatment we're going through. So what we're going to talk about today is that wake of cancer. If you're hearing this and you feel like you're in the wake, I'm so sorry. Please know I love you. And I want to welcome you to episode 36 of Hug Your People. Thank you for joining me. This is Kevin. We're talking about the wake of cancer today. This is really something that's been sitting on my my heart lately because I feel I have a lot of guilt sometimes around not being able to foster relationships or not being able to do the things that I want to do with the people I love because of the situation we're in um, with Bax and the things that we really have to focus on with Baxley. So I want to talk about the wake of cancer. And I've got a lot of people in my life that have been so gracious and just so um, understanding about you know, what I'm going through and what my family's going through. And then I've got a few people that just are indifferent that I think are indifferent. And then a few people that are, uh, believe that I should be carrying on as usual. And of course, those people aren't around that much. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about the wake of cancer. I was talking with my, a good friend of mine, Dale Phelps this morning about being a dad. And we talk about that a lot and we talk about parenting. And I put a post up this morning about being in a checkout line with my son and him wanting, this was a year ago, it was a memory on Facebook and, and him wanting to a truck or something like that. And me going through the, the, the audible of how do I parent around that? Um, and at the time back then, you know, the parenting was no and meltdown and you take them out and everything like that. And I was explaining to Dale that my, since we've come into what we're into, my, my thoughts and feelings have changed and not changed permanently. They've just changed as far as what I'm willing to sacrifice now as a dad. And I almost lost my son, you know. Man, it's hard to think about, but... When you do think about it, and then you think about standing in a checkout line, you're on the face of, do you buy the $3 Matchbox car? Do you not buy it? You know, if it makes him happy and then explain to him and then have these teaching moments. That's what I was explaining to Dale today that, um, you know, what hits me in those moments, I'm sorry, I got a little emotional. I'm not sorry about it, but it just happens because when I think about the worst case scenario, it gets me, but when you, when you have those teaching moments as a dad and the inclination is don't get everything you want, but then you look at what my son has to go through every week and the things he has to do. And um, is that really going to be the difference of uh, a good kid and a bad kid? I don't think so. In fact, there's probably a time where I would have said I would trade everything I have for a day to be in a checkout line looking at a matchbox car and um, having the option to buy it for him, you know? And so I think that really that really comes up where you're we're parenting now from a different perspective. We're parenting from a different place. We're parenting from uh, the place of ultimate loss. And we're parenting from a place of we don't do normal things in our week. And Baxley doesn't go through normal things. And so the exceptions are, are heavier. They're greater. And the things that we have to talk about are, are, are just greater to a four year old. You know, we're we're seeing friends that are really, really sick and friends that aren't going to be with us much longer and friends that um, are doing great and friends that are, are, are winning and 
um, parents that are exhausted and parents that are happy and parents that are supportive. And we see we see a full spectrum. And so really, when you look at how has parenting fallen in the wake of this diagnosis, it I haven't been emotional on the podcast in a while. So it um, but I think I kind of felt like it might happen today. Um, so parenting has kind of taken not a backseat, but it's kind of taken a different seat. Uh, in in this and one of the things that we try not to operate on is get everything you want but explain you know if Baxley has a tough week and we can allow him something extra we explain and one of the things that I do is I say okay you can pick out a matchbox car but what do you think mommy would like we got to make sure we get her something too or maybe one of your friends at treatment what do you think they would like and we need to make sure we get them something too um, normally with apps, it's, you know, you, you see the downloads and stuff and they cost $1.99. So we'll talk to them about how do you, how do you, how can you earn a $1.99? Could you clean your room? Could you organize your wagon? You know, could you help daddy with the dishes? You know, how do we earn a $1.99? <laughs> and so it really becomes that kind of, uh, that kind of game and balancing act. And, and just, uh, you know, it becomes this element of you can't listen to what you're supposed to do and you just have to do with what your heart tells you is right. And, you know, it happens almost every day where we find ourselves not doing what we're, they say we should do as a parent at a, of a four-year-old, almost five, but we have to do what our situation dictates to us that is, is the right thing. So I, I think when you look at diagnosis, I think parenting is a big thing that kind of goes by the wayside when you're fighting um, cancer or any, any disease and, and kids or any long-term illness. And I think if you're in it, you understand it. If you're not in it, it's kind of hard until you're explained. And I think, you know, Dale was giving me some really great advice and I was explaining our perspective. And I think it was probably a train of thought he hadn't thought about yet. And, uh, and I think he was kind of like, Oh, wow. I never, yeah, you're, you're having some deep conversations for a four-year-old. You're getting some deep questions for a four-year-old. And, um, and that's one of the things that we really try to be mindful of is not letting parenting in general be in the wake of cancer, but letting it be different. And that's really kind of what we what we talk about. You know, another thing that really comes comes up uh, is relationships, you know, relationships with people that I love and care about very much. Some some of my closest friends I just don't get to see or hang out with as much or even communicate with. And sometimes I'll get a text and I won't respond right away for whatever reason. And then two days later, I'll go, oh, yeah. And then I'll respond. And most people are really, really understanding about that. And um, but there have been some close relationships that it's just not two and two is not adding up. And it just becomes less of what it was in the past. And then there are some that I haven't, some people I haven't talked to in years and decades and they just show up. Hey, are you okay? You know, and they don't show up every day, but once in a while. And so it really is this, uh, this tug of war of, you know, unfortunately when you're dealing with something like this, most of the time when we are home, all we want to do is be home. We don't want to be out and socializing. And sometimes we can't be out and socializing. So we really want to uh, just be in the moment, be in our space, because we don't forget, we were in Florida for seven weeks this summer living in Ronald McDonald House. And so we didn't get to enjoy the summer. We didn't get to enjoy. We didn't get to go swimming. We didn't get to go do the barbecues or, or any of the cookouts or play dates or anything like that. So we, we miss that. So when we are home, we enjoy kind of just being there. So it really cancer really just leaves a wake. And when you look at what me and my wife are going through, we are so very lucky and so very blessed that um, that employment has not been part of that. You know, we know a lot of parents that lose their jobs or have to quit their jobs because of this. Um, a lot of people get divorced. That's just the truth of the matter. My wife and I are in a good spot, but uh, a lot of marriages don't make it through something like this. And I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. We certainly have had our conversations and not about divorce, but about 
how do we get better? How do we keep focus on us and serve uh, our treatment and serve Baxley and be mom and dad and, and all the things that we have to be? Um, and so it, it just adds another layer of difficulty to it. So you want to make sure that relationships, the important ones stick around, but oftentimes I can't take responsibility for carrying the, the weight of it. And I think that is something I've had to deal with because I, I, I want to do that. I want to show up for people that I love and care about. And I really want to be a part of um, part of their lives. But sometimes I just can't. I don't have the bandwidth to do it. And normally when I think about it, it's nine, 10 o'clock at night. So, um, so that's been really a challenge, another layer of challenge. I don't think I've talked about that. I don't think I've understood it fully until um, this past week where it really was part of you know, people getting together and giving thanks and eating with dinners and stuff like that. And it really became Thanksgiving became one extra layer of um, things I have to do. And luckily, the people in my life, you know, everyone came to us on Thanksgiving. And then my, my dad and, and my stepmom, Drew, came down and we did that later. And so I think people understood that, that it wasn't I wasn't going to be able to, like, get everybody in the car and let's travel here and let's go there and let's an hour here, an hour there. And it's really not quality time. So it really comes down to the fact that, you know, we do have people in our lives, immediate people in our lives that are understanding of that and that will help us out and give us give us a little grace and say, hey, you know what? Why don't we load up and come to you? Now, I'm a big cook. I cook six or seven nights a week. So I was happy to be in my kitchen, my kitchen, making turkey and stuffing. Uh, and my sister-in-law, Laura, and her family, uh, Colin, Hattie, and Draper, they brought a bunch of sides over and and we ate and um, and then I was able to cook for my mom and her husband, Bill, um, in, in the morning. And so it just and, and my brother and his wife, Julie, came and it was just my niece, Charlie Grace, who you've probably seen pictures of her. Uh, fantastic. It was just great spending time with all those people. But it was great for me being in my kitchen and cooking. I love doing that. That's kind of a therapy session for me, de- a little detox and a little, you know, get me grounded kind of moments in my day. And so um, so those are things that I'm incredibly grateful for, that we do have those people that will allow us to do what makes us comfortable. And right now being at home makes us the most comfortable. You know, we're, we're really, we will go out and we will do things, but we don't, that doesn't fulfill us. It doesn't rejuvenate us. It doesn't make us feel any better than it did uh, before. So that really becomes the challenge of uh, being grateful, but also, you know, when it comes to parenting, sticking to our guns, but also understanding that we go through things that most parents don't go through. So listening to what they say you should do, it doesn't always translate for what we go through. You know, when you look at my son, depending on the week, how he feels, what he's going through, maybe he's had a fever. Like, you know, two weeks ago, we were in the ER three times, you know, and then I'm grocery shopping and my son wants a a matchbox car. That's a dollar. Yeah. I get it for him. Yeah. He he deserves it. Nobody was there at three in the morning when he was getting poked and prodded and, uh, and wasn't having fun and he stayed up all night. And so, so yeah, we, and I also, I make sure that I, reiterate that I'm happy to buy you this because you've been so brave and you've done such a great job this week. And so there's always that element. Um, So relationships, I hope as we get through this, as we turn the corner, you know, we've got one more, um, we've got 10 days in January of radiation for um, the abdomen for uh, Baxley's lungs and stomach, I believe. And so we're going to be in the hospital for 10 days. And after that, we will kind of, we'll be coming out of the, the treatment and we'll go into sort of maintenance or prevention. And I'm hoping that once we get out of that, that I can normalize my relationships a little bit and that I can um, 
get back to it and really reaching out a little more to the people that I care about and love. So, so that's really the, the wake of cancer. It, it goes a lot further than, than just the initial diagnosis and the treatments and the money and everything else. It really is a ripple effect through your entire life. And it really impacts everything you know from uh, what you eat to when you wake up to how you operate to how you shower to everything, you know, because we are in the hospital a lot and we are on the road a lot and we're not at home. And then when we get home, it's just breathe out and, and um, do your thing. So um, the wake of cancer is just vast. So if you know someone who's going through that, be sensitive to their daily, not their month or their week, but every day it's max effort from a mindset standpoint, from an energy standpoint, from a treatment standpoint, and just going through normal life. So make sure that you're cognizant of that. If you are in that group that has fallen in the wake, I really apologize. I hope you don't take it personally. I look forward to getting back to you soon. And that's what we'll do. So um, just be understanding if you can, and not just with, with me or anyone that's going through it, but with everybody. I think as people, we need to be more understanding that life happens that you don't know about and life happens that I don't know about, and I need to be sensitive to that. Thank you for joining me episode 36 of Hug Your People, where we talked about the wake of cancer, went into parenting a little bit and uh, relationships and just having gratitude for people that are in my life. A couple things coming up. One, we have filed uh, and been approved for nonprofit status with the state of South Carolina. We are now working on the process for the IRS for Hug Your People to be official nonprofit. We do have a private Facebook group on uh, for Hug Your People. If you'd like to be in that, just find it on, and ask to be invited or find someone who's in there and you'll get approved right away. And we're actually recording this podcast live in that group. Hi, everybody. And so what we're doing is we're teaching people how to do their own podcast if that kind of thing interests them how I set it up, how I record it, and how easy it is to get your story out there, just like the Hug Your People story. It is super easy. So if you're into that, join that Facebook group. Let me talk about Baxley's wagons. We breached 20 wagons. 20 wagons have gone to kids and families who can use them. We are so excited. And we have big news coming from a good friend of mine, an old colleague of mine. Um, she and her company and her colleagues have put together some really exciting news coming in December where we're going to have a few more wagons to give than we thought in the month of December. And I'm really pumped about that. When that comes through, I'll have the information for you. So thank you for joining me this episode of Hug Your People. Remember, every day is a choice. Your attitude is a choice. Your mindset is a choice. And do not let anything beat you. Do not let anything win in how happy you are. Nothing. Remember, take time. Go hug your people. This is Kevin. We'll see you.